Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I am reading this amazing conference talk that I almost could just read word for word for you and be completely satisfied that every single word that was shared was exactly my heart. It's called Patience and Affliction from April 1992. And in this conference talk, he shares wonderful and simple insights that, yes, I've thought of before and I've looked at it that way before, but I needed these reminders. And so when I'm suffering, I know that turning to my Father in Heaven through studying about suffering, (laughs) studying about patience in suffering, that I can come off conqueror. So the speaker is Aniel Abrea. It's spelled like angel. And the last name is Abrea. And I will post that in the notes. But patience in suffering when that conference talk popped up, I was like, oh, I've got to listen to that. He says, patience in affliction and adversity means to persist firmly and never forsake that which we know to be true. Standing firm with the hope that in the Lord's due time, we will gain an understanding of that which we do not understand now and which causes us suffering. So, Sometimes my suffering is being frustrated with what I actually know to be true. So the the word here though is patience, regardless of what we were going through and the questions that we might have to stand firm and hope that in the Lord's time, we will gain a greater understanding. And the, the great challenge in this earthly life is not to, determine, not to determine how to escape afflictions and problems because they will come, but rather to carefully prepare ourselves to meet them. I read about people who claim to be atheist or agnostic or whatever, I wonder how they prepare to meet trials. What do they do if they don't have God in their life? Because I have said this before, I cannot do this life without my Father in heaven. So Brother Abrea says, I say prepare ourselves because it demands persistent effort to develop patience as a personal attribute. And so in practicing it, he says that we come to understand it and acquire it. So as I am going through my own personal adversity, I opened up my notes in my scriptures and all the little places that I have kept favorite scriptures. I highlight them and then I add them to a topic. 
So I turned to trust in him and I came across some wonderful and powerful messages. And I hope that they might help you today. And I will share them with you here in just a minute. We must have patience in order to withstand pain and grief without complaint or discouragement, which is my biggest problem, is that I complain and I feel constant discouragement, therefore I murmur. So as I think through this, then I am suffering even heavier. My greatest joy in my life is to watch my children walk in truth and righteousness. That is my greatest joy. So if they don't, does that mean I don't experience joy? And I talked to Jeff about this the other day and we are required to live in a manner of happiness. We are commanded even to choose joy. That is in the scriptures, to choose happiness, to choose joy. So in those moments where I am feeling incredible discouragement, I have tried practicing exactly what the prophet said to do, and that is to express gratitude for that which I have. But sometimes my grumbling can be so deep that I can't even bring myself to open my eyes and look around me at what I do have. Because the one thing that I want more than anything in my life is to see that my children walk in truth. So then I go down that path of why do I press so much energy upon that? So I have recently just said to my kids, you know, I have taught you. I have done my job. I've done all that I can. It is now up to you. And to wash my hands of it. That has been one of the most difficult things that I have ever done. Now I need to hold firm to that. And trust. I think also for me, and it may be for you, that I find that my suffering is watching someone else suffer. When I find that one of my children are suffering, it gives me such grief. I am stricken in pain. And I shake my fist at God and I say, why do they have to suffer like this? Why can't something just go well? Why can't something just be easy? It seems like every single day I am buffeted with something. You know, I looked up the word buffeted once because it's actually a word that's in my patriarchal blessing and it says to be struck with a large blow of force. That's how I describe what happens to me nearly every day. Something happens that I am just struck with a heavy blow or a force. And some of you who might be listening to this live in the manner of happiness and joy. Carpe diem, you seize your day and take it for what it is. And you probably are tired of hearing me whine and complain. Well, me too. So I'm trying to find my remedy to this. That's what I'm reflecting upon. In the conference talk, it says, it's necessary to have patience in the face of tribulation and persecution for the cause of truth. 
which sets an example because the manner in which we bear our cross will be an influence to others to help lighten their load. So as I am watching someone else suffer, if I continue my sojourn in delightfulness, happiness, peacefulness, then I can help someone else pull out of the misery that they are feeling. In the moments of great suffering and pain which transpired in Gethsemane, our Savior offered the prayer, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. So, The Savior gave us the example and frame of reference for a life of obedience and perseverance despite circumstances or external conditions in which we could find ourselves. So even as he was hanging on the cross, he asked our Father to bless the men who were hanging with him. He looked out to see who else he could help in their suffering. And then as he suffered, he asked Heavenly Father to allow this cup to pass from him. But the key is, not as I will, but as thou wilt. So Elder Abreu says, Under circumstances when the symbolic cup might represent sickness, pain, anxiety, unemployment, or suffering of a loved one, are we able to continue our prayer with, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. The very word, this key word, is nevertheless, conveys the firm conviction that we are placing everything in the hands of the Lord. And that part right there is what is so difficult for me. We must be able to pray in such a manner that an abiding faith and a strong testimony that the Lord will be with us to the end will compel us to say, nevertheless, Father, thy will be done. And with thy help in patience, I will follow firmly on the path that takes me back to thee. So trusting that he will be with us to the end, we can trust that he, in his timing, will remove the cup from us. In Doctrine and Covenants 101, 16, therefore let your hearts be comforted, for all flesh is in my hands. Be still and know that I am God. As we strive to become more like our Savior, to be more like our Father in Heaven, to understand them is to seek to be like them. Elder Bruce R. McConkie once said that this happens only when we seek to think what he thinks and to feel what he feels. To have patience and trust in our Father in Heaven. Based on that knowledge, cemented in a strong testimony of the attributes of our Heavenly Father, me, as a faithful member of the Church, instead of my despairing because something was not realized or something has not happened according to my personal timetable. I'm not finding immediate solutions to my problems. 
I'm not taking any amount of comfort in the process of trouble. If I seek out my father's thought process, I can wait patiently for fulfillment of his promises and trust better in his timetable. That it is in his own time. Because God does live and he does fulfill his promises. Over the years, I've said this before, I have kept list of things that I'm seeking help in and I started it several years ago and I had kind of forgotten about it and I went back and I read them every single one of them has been in their own way and in their own timetable resolved and some of them were revealed that something that I was seeking and hoping for I was blessed in a greater degree with something better So having said that and having experienced that, why is it that I still suffer? Joseph Smith said, stand fast, ye saints of God, hold on a little while longer and the storm of life will pass and you will be rewarded by that God whose servants you are and you will duly appreciate all your toils and afflictions for Christ's sake and the gospels. My husband and I have a favorite scripture. It's in Doctrine and Covenants 123, verse 17. And we refer to this often. Therefore, dearly beloved brethren, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power, and then may we stand still. Then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. right there is saying be be cheerful and stand still be confident with the utmost assurance and wait patiently for his arm to be revealed that is the remedy for helping us get through our trial whatever it may be patience is obedience prolonged said elder neil e maxwell i love him So we will wait with complete faith and confidence that whatever I'm going through, whatever answer I'm needing will not come too soon or too late, but when it has served its purpose. I just sent my friend who lost her son almost a year ago, this scripture. When I read it, it was one that just hit me square in between the eyes and penetrated my heart. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, he calls our afflictions light. We think that they're so heavy and monstrous. He calls them light and that this is but for a moment. It worketh for us and for a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So bear through your light affliction for an exceeding weight of glory. And then in verse 18, it says, While we look not at the things which are seen, 
but at the things which are not seen. For the things which we can see today are temporal, but the things which we cannot see are eternal. Everything that we go through has an eternal purpose. So don't just look at what measure of time we have right now that is causing us light affliction. Be patient. Let the arm of the Lord be revealed and walk forward with faith and confidence. Don't underestimate what God is doing in our season of waiting. And I want to close with this. Life is too short to fold a fitted sheet. Amen to that. I've got too much to do to try to figure out how I can fold it back the way it was when it was packaged and I first opened it. Forget that. I've got more things to do that are greater and better and bigger. So as I suffer through my trials, I've got to figure out how to do it, submitting myself in cheerfulness and trust in his timing because his timing is always better than my timing. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Coach in Chaos and please share these words. If they've helped you today, they will help someone else. We'll see you next time.